Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the In This League Fantasy Podcast Network. In This League Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Online at InThisLeague.com. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and SoundCloud today. Now, here's your host, Bogman and the Welsh. Well, howdy doodly friendos. It is the In This League Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Bogman is here. Welsh, that's me. I'm here, of course, because my voice is speaking to you in your eardrum. Bogman, I have a question for you. Shoot. How many shares of Victor Oladipo do you have? Uh, so many. I got a bunch. I, uh, I only have five leagues this year. I think five. Yeah, five. I think I got him in three leagues. So zero shares. Zero shares. <laughs> By the way, why did the basketball people not get any Dr. Demento? Did that? I mean, that was a one. It was a one-time thing. Oh, it's a one shot. It's a one hitter quitter. That's over with. Uh, yeah, there was baseball even, only for Dr. Demento. Dr. Demento for uh, baseball. Here, I'm officially joining the Bogman Zero Shares Club with Victor mm. Olad. Hey, can I get a Oladipo? That's my Oladipo. This is Bogman has one. I go Victor Oladipo. Oh, my leg. So it didn't look as brutal as some of those normal injuries that you would see that you would like don't want to look at. But this was the bad thing was he had a, you know, like a cover on his knee, like a brace. And he knew he hurt his knee when he fell down and he wasn't freaking out or panicking. But then he rolled like the cover off his knee and then and then you could see the immediate fear in his face. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get any of that, that stuff. So like bad. like I had to for NBA takeaways. Obviously this happened before I did it and that was like my big coverage. So I was like I probably need to like see what happens. So I like uh-huh. went on Twitter and I did the I did the thing box where you know where like, you're like watching through your you through your fingers. Yeah, yeah, but you know how your face like <laughs> if I were to like you're going to hear audibly what I did. I was like, "All right, I'm going to lean my head back here, you know, <laughs> mouth is open, eyes are squinting a little bit, hit play and I see it and it's so weird cuz it looked like um it looked like a, a crash in Mario Kart that happens when they flip over because it's like Siakam uh, and him yeah, go yeah. like blah, 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 and then it goes down to him and How'd they go? They blah, 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 blah. Victor okay. Oladipo, and <laughs> oh, when he's laying there, that, when he's laying there, I like I know Oladipo's like a super nice guy and like talented guy. I'm just I'm going with the bit. I'm tired. Bogman's tired. It's going to be a loopy weird thing we're doing here. But as he's laying on the ground, I'm like, I'm going to not watch what's happening right now. I fast forward, and then you see there's a towel on his knee, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's it, not good. It, it must have been ugly because they covered it up, you know, like they would a dead person. They covered up his knee. So I, I, I just, uh, well, maybe this uh, Oladipo injury will make uh, the Pacers buyers for fantasy purposes yeah. at the deadline here. See, that's what I that's what I was speculating, and that's what I'm, you know, now I'm telling you. I'm, I'm speculating the same thing. And on this episode, it's not just uh, Bogman and me and tiredness and zero shares. Darren Bruschi. <laughs> so there should be some nice, good anti-sun stuff we'll talk about. Um, <laughs> some pro kings. No, Aaron Bruski from Hoopball is going to join us, and I want to ask him that because I, I think you know with how well the Pacers have been playing, they're able to pull out a win too. You know, with losing Oladipo, 
that um, you know they got replacements. I don't. I don't. I, I kind of want to save some of the conversation for when Brewski's on here. But you know they've got some internal replacements and there's some options out there. So that's definitely something. But it sucks regardless of my Oladipo joke. Like I like Oladipo. Like it sucks. Yeah. He, he's like one of those like really nice watch. guys. Yeah, he's nice yeah. guys. I, I mean. I don't watch them that much because I don't ever own them. I have zero shares. Were you aware that um, none? <sighs> no teams I got my affected. Uh, new ring from officialfantasyrings.com, the Welsh. Don't know if you knew that. Uh, so. Is it a basketball one? No, it's a baseball well, one, cares. but it's still a ring. It cares. It cares um, how many basketball there. ones do you have? Oh, uh, well, I have one. Oh, I how many do you have? One. Oh, okay. Oh, look. All tied up, huh? Yeah. Cares. Loser baseball. Loser baseball rings. One for one, Bogman. One for one on those. That's how we roll here. See how many rings Bruski has. I mean, ah, yeah. How many rings the Kings have? <laughs> how many Kings have? As many as the Suns. Yeah, as many as the, many as the right. Suns. A bunch of losers that are going Two on. Two fewer than the Rockets. Yeah. So. Ah, boo. Boo. <laughs> how many I ring- told you, I went, I went to a game with our buddy Stalling. And uh, these Suns fans are giving me crap because I had my Rockets hat on. And uh, I was like, how many rings do you losers have? <laughs> and uh, and my buddy got pissed at me. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's a like, loser. He got, he got rattled a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because he's a big loser. Well, and the Suns were up by like 20 points and the Rockets came back and won. And it was like a really, really good game. And we were supposed to go somewhere after the game, too. And he... He got lost. I'm like, you're rattled right now. I've never seen you rattled. That's my favorite. He's like, I'm not rattled. I'm not rattled. Rattled. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know what the sign of a loser is, too? Getting rattled by somebody saying words to you about your sports team. Well, he was so pissed. Like, he he was so pissed because I was saying, well, I'm like, you know, I had to fire back those guys. Of course you are. Let them say anything. And he was like, well, yeah, yeah, I get that. I think he was more pissed at the sun. Like, this was in the middle of the when the suns were good and the rockets weren't either. So it was like, uh, it might there might have been some seeding stuff going on at that point too. Like they might have lost the first seed and dropped down to the second or something because they lost Rockets. to the loser ass Rockets when they're winning you know twenty five games a year. So uh, it, it was one of those games where they're, the Suns had no business losing. Definitely, so. this is a loser episode. I don't call people losers all episodes. So we're strap in someone who's not a loser outside of the other fourteen people that uh, wear the same jersey. James Harden. He's the least loser of mm. the loser Rockets, where the rest of them are. James Harden scored 61 points in Madison Square Garden. He fell one point short of tying Carmelo Anthony's record at MSG. He became the fifth player, Bogman, the fifth player to have multi 60-point games. If I remember, I was talking about this. It was Elgin Baylor. Will Chamberlain had like a gajillion. Um, right. Kobe and who I'm forgetting whoever the other person was. There's one other person I'm forgetting, but... Um, he did that. He's the first player to score 50, uh, 60 points at 15 rebounds since Shaq did it. 50 points over his last five games. James Harden is on some type of thing right now, and the Rockets still can't muster up a whole bunch of wins because... No I, Capella, no CP3. I mean, just everybody's hurt. The, so. I mean, they are the most talentless team around the way, one of the most did- talented players. They went. They won that game. I know. So they, well, yeah, I mean, they, they won that one. Yeah, he'll score right. score fifty and lose to the Nets. But you know, they, well, they beat well the Knicks. yeah. I mean, the, well, the Nets game like they got blown out by the Sixers. But the Nets game, they found a way to lose that game. You know, that wasn't a yeah. Uh, put other players know. on on the on the floor <laughs> that aren't hard. So um, you, you, they're not good. I don't know if you saw this though. Uh, our buddy Sean C in the Army, he posted. Sean. Uh, yeah, Sean. 
Yeah, he posted uh, a thing in the basketball room, and it's the 50 greatest fantasy basketball players of all time. And right Dylan, now, Dylan, no, who? No, well, uh, number one was Larry Bird from the 86 87 season. Here's his numbers from that year. It wasn't Will Chamberlain? 20, well, I don't, think, I don't think they included Chamberlain. Well, so I don't think they went stats. back that far. All right. So, um, but, but anyway, I think this is like since the three point line came in. So this is the 86 87 year. 28.1 points per game for Larry Bird. Uh, one one and two one point two threes, nine point two boards, seven point six assists, one point eight steals, a block, uh, fifty three field goal, and ninety one free throw. So that doesn't sound amazing, but that's almost a triple double with uh, two steals and a block a game with great percentages. Anthony Davis from this season is fourth on that list. Eight. AD is fourth, and uh, of the top fifty, James Harden would be thirteenth right now. Uh, of the top 50 ever. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Harden right now, by the way, um, I'm looking at just a standard nine-cat Yahoo League, is ranked as the second overall player. On the season, he's averaging over 36 points, six rebounds, eight assists, two steals, just under a block. His turnovers are astronomical. Um, his percentages are more than doable, 44%, you know, when you're shooting 24 shots a game. Uh, over the last month, he's the number one player Field goal, free throw, about the same. He's averaging how for, many? How many free throws is he averaging? He's averaging fifteen three. Uh, <laughs> or free throws, essentially fourteen point nine, um, six point two threes a game in the last month. Forty four yeah. and a half points, eight rebounds, essentially eight assists, two steals, a full block, and six turnovers. Here's what I want to ask you about James Harden: Do you put his ass out there and try to sell right now? Or do you ride this wave? Because this ain't going to stop. James Harden is going to need to score 50 points a game for the Rockets to be involved in anything at this point. So well, Chris Paul could come back uh, tonight as you listen to this. Friday night, he is questionable. So I, I would say he's probably not going to come back for that game. It's probably going to be the next game. But there's a chance that he comes back. And he's like, there's going to be some luster loss off of James Harden. He'll actually be assisted when he scores 50 points. Yeah, he was once again for those 61 on all unassisted. <laughs> um, it, it was ridiculous. Someone was going through the dribbles that he had, and most of those, uh, most of those baskets that he made were uh, six to se- over seven plus dribbles. Which uh, you know, it, when you're a spot up shooter, something like that, like a PJ Tucker, Eric Gordon. You, you're not handling the ball that much. Those those are catch and shoot guys, and uh, he is absolutely not that. Would you trade? But, um, would you, like, what what would it? No, take I wouldn't. You, you well, wouldn't what are you gonna What are you gonna get? Like stuff and things. Uh, the only way I trade for him is if I'm in uh, a borderline playoff spot and I can get multiple things. Like, well, yeah, I need you have to make to... my team better. No, no, no. I, it's not. I wouldn't do it for you know. Uh, like, I wouldn't do it for like Damian Lillard plus another guy. It would have to be like I would have to be trading him to make my entire team better how about, so that I actually have a shot to win in the playoffs. How about a one-for-one for, one for Anthony Davis? No, no. James Harden is the number one fantasy well, player. Well, you know me. what? I would. I, no, well, he's the number two behind AD. AD is amazing. But AD with this ring, uh, this ring thing, this, uh, we were talking about rings, this finger uh, thing. Bogman, by the way, it, our, our buddy uh, Jake Seeley, who works at The Athletic, he's in town. We've mentioned this. We're going to the Royal Rumble this week, and he's staying with Bogman. And we're all going out. As you're listening to this, we've gone to the dinner. So a little time lapse. But we're going out to dinner. And Bogman, this mf'er here goes. He goes, yeah, I got the rings in today. Going to send out some rings. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, yep, got mine. He's like, 
gonna put that on and wear it for dinner tonight and i'm like you <laughs> son of a bitch you are the worst and he and you know what he's gonna do it he's totally oh, yeah. gonna do it and i can't go home because i live in east la practically in in out here in arizona and i would i could go get my rings but it would take me 12 hours to go get them so bogman is going to be flash i mean it's embarrassing that you know you're going to be in public with fantasy rings but people won't know they'll be like oh he was like a a fullback yeah. you know for a championship team right yeah man it seemed those guys really go downhill physically quick after they retire, <laughs> don't they? Guy lost all of his muscle and has a huge gut. That's amazing. He's play there. Uh, he's having dinner with an offensive tackle and a uh, safety. <laughs> oh, nice white safety. It's Jason Seahorn and and Joe Staley that he's having dinner with. Sorry, those football uh, references. You don't get it. But but yeah, I mean, look, you you have to trade for a bunch of stuff. Like I, I get but Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis. You wouldn't do. Well, he's just so hurt. He's so banged up all the time. Like, like I'm a little worried about that. So good. He's so much better than anyone. He's like so like much better. He like the gap between him and Harden is bigger than the gap between Harden and the next guy. And Curry. that gap is huge. Curry's the next so, guy. Curry's the next guy. But as of right now, I I think uh, let me uh, let me Harden give you, is easily number two. Okay, well he is number two. Let me give you by the way um, some back and forth on these two on the season. Average goes to Curry, 48% to 44. Free yes. throw goes to Curry, 92% to 86%. How many Harden. is he taking? Uh, he's taking five. Harden's taking 12. So the consideration. Wow. All right. Threes, they go to Curry. James Harden is averaging five, but Curry's averaging 5.3. Points go to Harden, 36.3 to 29.3 to Curry. Rebounds go to Harden, 6.6 to 5.2. Assists go to Harden, 8.3 to 5.6. Steals go to Harden, 2.1 to 1.2. Blocks are about the same, but turnovers, 5.6 to Harden, 2.9 to Curry. So yeah. you get the boost in some of the counting, rebound, assists, and steals, and obviously points, but you know the percentages and turnovers. Uh, I'm not going to discount your point. You are right from a statistical standpoint, like Harden, points, rebounds, and stuff is higher than the next guy, but I don't think the gap is that far from Harden to Curry. Then you start going to 4, 5, and 6, that's where that gap widens up. But that's why for me, if I was a James Harden owner, I would actually, and I actually am a James Harden owner. I should uh, deal around with this, but it's in a keeper league. I would be seeing, can I get, can I move Harden to a team, to the Anthony Davis team that maybe is a little bit worried because he's currently injured and see if I can do that. Otherwise, what happens is what you just talked about. You're going to have to go get an elite player and then another secondary elite player. Like, let me ask you this. Would you do... You trade your Harden right. to get Irving and Gobert. Mm. Good one, right? I what think I that's do? fair. You do. Uh, that I think it. De- I think it depends on like if I'm in first, I'm not messing with my team. But like I said, if I need pieces, or if I like if I've played the number one team twice and been dominated twice, and I'm in fourth or whatever, then I would try to shake things up to to see if when I get in the playoffs, I can beat that guy. Or the same thing in Roto, if I'm just not making enough progress on a week-to-week basis, then yeah, I would change it up a little bit. Like, uh, what about, uh, let's see, Carl Anthony Towns and Mike Conley? No. Really? I Well, I, like Conley is great right now. He ranks 25th. But I think, I, we're going to ask Brewski about this too when he comes on, but I think he's got to lose a little bit moving to a different team. Even though, you know, he won't be in the grindhouse anymore or anything. He just has Whatever team he goes to is going to be more equipped with uh, shooters and stars than uh, Memphis is right now. And Rose McGowan's grindhouse. 
Yeah, well, I like Rose McGowan. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, just, she's crazy. Right, but. I know. So she was with uh, uh, Marilyn Manson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all her friends Which, around her too. She's like, she's got a bunch of controversy too. Rose McGowan, really yeah, pale yeah. though. She's really a pale. Weirdo. Yeah. Did she shave her head? She did something crazy, didn't she? She did something like this. I think majority of her career is something crazy. Like, what's the yeah, normal thing true. that Rose McGowan has done? She did that movie Jawbreaker, and she wore a dress. Yeah, like, that's it. I that's like, that one. <laughs> that you do. So, I would be curious if you own James Harden. Watch that right now. All right, please don't wait till take your ring off and wait till we're not doing a podcast. Um, if you have James Harden, um, tweet us. I'd like to know. Are you putting him out there? What's the be- What are people trying to scam you? Because people are going to totally try to scam you on him. Have you traded him? I want to know where you are on James Harden because he's on something else right now. They'll never be. And I, this is just the truth. Regardless if you should trade him or not, there will never be a better time to train trade James Harden. There will not not one time will there be the possibility of a better return than right now. Now that doesn't mean that people aren't going to still try to be hosers about it, but I would be curious about it. Um, AD, you mentioned AD by the way. What's up with the injury stuff? He's still not back. Aren't they saying he's going to be back maybe he, next week? He's pro- It's not as bad as they initially thought. So they came out with this one to two uh, timetable thing, uh, one to two weeks, and, and then they came back a couple days later and said, eh, it looks like it's closer to three to four weeks now. And then yesterday they said, no, no, it's much better than we thought. So one to two weeks. So it looks like he'll be back in the middle of next week as far as this ring thing goes, or ring, God, I said ring again. <laughs> this finger thing goes. Um, so that, I mean, that's great for AD owners because I, this, this, the Oladipo thing was karma because we were talking to uh, Jonas, Dan and I both didn't have any shares of AD and I was doing the zero share, zero share. Oh, and now so AD's sweet. coming back within a week and then stupid Oladipo. I had to blow out his dumb name. I, I so. might have to like. I might have to go back. As people are listening right now, I'm just telling you, I might have to go back, pull that clip, and put it in right now of Bogman just zero Great. sharing Anthony Davis. Well, I'm not doing it. So yeah, I might go it. ahead. Anthony Davis. I don't even know what injury. Let me pull it up. So a month. That, so two to four weeks, man. On top of the week he just missed. Like, oh my god, talk about terrible timing. Like, so what is it, like six weeks left of the regular season for like fantasy teams? Hmm. If you're like, I just, I have to jump in and say zero shares. I have to jump in and say zero shares. I have to jump in and say. (laughs) So if you're hearing it, if you just heard it, that means I did it. If not, I don't know. I'm just, I'm having a day and mood. Yeah, too busy. But it, it is great. That was karma. That was karma for you. Uh, yeah. It's unfortunate that you put you put that evil on uh, Oladipo, though. <laughs> I did, too, man. I, I apologize to all Oladipo owners. Uh, my bad. You should. So. 18 minutes, 11 points, 7.5 rebounds, 4 assists, a 3.5 a, a game, 18 minutes. Guess what that second one was, Bogman? 21 minutes for a Mr. DeMarcus Cousins. <gasps> Would and- you look at that? And the best part is no ill effects. Uh, he feels no pain in his Achilles right now. So uh, not saying that it won't. A lot of people are thinking he gets his first two games underneath him. Then maybe the adrenaline is going to wear off, you know, when he gets back into the grind of the season and stuff like that. Where are you um, at right now? Because you were the crap on Cousins for the year. Not that you don't like Cousins, but you hated this year. I've been the defender. Right. I think so far he has surpassed the expectations that you were setting. So what where, what has changed for you, if anything? 
Um, I mean, I think 21 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think that he was going to get minutes. I, you know, obviously he's still not going to play back to backs, but, uh, if he's already up to 21 minutes in his second game, I don't see why he can't be valuable for the rest of the season. So, yeah, yeah, I think I'm a buy. I'm not going to go out and sell something crazy high for him. How about this? James Harden for Damian Lillard and DeMarcus Cousins. No, really? No. Kawhi Leonard and DeMarcus Cousins for Harden. No, I, I think and DeMarcus Cousins is my problem. You drive, because he's you drive still a hard bargain there, buddy. He's still gonna be he's still gonna be limited. Well, I don't want Kawhi Leonard at all. Kawhi Leonard resting for eight straight days. Something sketchy's going on there. Like Jonas is the Sherlock Holmes of this. <laughs> he wants to know what is going on with uh Kawhi Leonard because he thinks it's something really weird, like, you know, how they mentioned that uh this quad thing was degenerative for him last year and now he's missing games back to back to back and not practicing at all and all that stuff. So uh, he's really worried about Kawhi Leonard. I think I, I am off the Leonard band, bandwagon. But the and Demarcus Cousins, you know, uh, what do you think he maxes out? Because it's not like he's going to go and start getting thirty minutes a game, right? I, I, I mean, I think it's there's a possibility towards the back end of the season. I, I've I've held. I think I said I'd like twenty five to twenty eight minutes in that area. I think is kind of near the tops. Would I be shocked if he busted up a thirty towards the end of the season? No, because then he'd truly have his legs under him. But I think, I think the the mid twenties is the spot. You know, they put Loney they put Loney out there for twenty four before Cousins get yeah. came back. I think that's the same spot. So sweet spot is let's call it twenty five minutes for the majority of the season. In his averaging of eighteen, he's scoring eleven seven and four. So you know, if we want to play a little bit of an extrapolation, his field goal percentage has been rusty because he's been rusty. But you know, you might get back, you might get a fourteen, eight, five with a steal and a block a game. I mean, you legit might get that, and that's going to return like top sixty to fifty value on a guy that's playing twenty five minutes. So I mean, the problem is Cousins doesn't come cheap because of his name value. That's ultimately right. what kind of sucks here. This isn't a guy that like. You know, you're go- like Valanchunas comes back, and you're like, "Well, I kind of believe Valanchunas is going to get it. No one else does. He's Demarcus Cousins, so you're actually going right, to usually right, have to right. pay more for him than he's actually really worth. But if you were able to get in on it early, I think, um, you know, the storytelling here is that it's going to be worth it. I'm more of that Lillard Gobert one that you said before. Right. I'm more on that one than the and Demarcus Cousins. Uh, what else you want to do before we get on? You want to get Bruce, you want to just get Brewski on here? We got uh, we got trade talks. We could talk some more trades with him. The things that are going around. You want to do that? Yeah, let, let's get Brewski on. Let's let's get his opinion on all this stuff. Okay. Are you able? Can you put your ring down so you can actually dial him? Uh, I'll call him right now. Wish it would have broke. I wish. Oh, I wish official fantasy <laughs> rings didn't make such great products. So that would have just broke. Well, right probably would have broke the glass on my table before that. So. All right. Uh, let's get Aaron Brewski on. What is this? It's in this league. What? How can we be expected to teach Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building? In this league. Has to be at least three times bigger than this. All right, Bogman, your finger, you got the ring off. You able to dot di- you dialed it, right? I did, I don't take my fing- my ring off. Don't take your so, finger off. Or my finger off. Bogman's <laughs> so, struggling. Bogman's struggling yeah, I'm with having, the word I'm range. having a bad day, apparently. I had to wake up like an hour before I usually do. Threw me all the way off. I know. So. Well, we're going to get back on track here. It's our dear friend and good buddy and one of the uh, best fantasy basketball people out there with one of the best sites that you should check out. You know it over at 
hoop-ball.com. It is Mr. Aaron Bruski. What's up, Bruski? I'm going to institute a rule here that we do these recordings at night, not during the day. Yep. Uh, people don't. Do, I, I think, I, you know, I was wondering about this. Occasionally we'll have some episodes where um, we had we had a recording a couple, maybe like a week ago or something like that. And what people don't understand sometimes, Bruski, is like we'll sit and like particularly Sundays and Wednesdays, we have some session recordings. And not all the time, but sometimes, as everybody knows, I like to dip into the bourbon. Aaron, you like to dip into the tequila. And we'll be dipping in, and then by the end of the recording session, we'll be finishing up a recording. When we're done, I have this process where I go, what did I just say? How drunk did I sound? Did I sound drunk? (laughs) Because I don't feel it, but I think I might sound it, especially when I wake up the next day and I go back and listen. And I'm like, okay, that was totally fine. But a common thing that we like to do on here is we like to have some late night recordings Bruski and I, we like to tip back a little bit. Bogman likes to dip into the uh, the, the Coca Cola hey, classic. Hey, hey, hey. Look at that! <laughs> Caffeine free Coca Cola. Oh boy, maybe that, a little huh? Crystal Light occasionally if he's feeling That's right. frisky. I've got them both right here. Yeah, <laughs> see, I know Crystal Light, Fruit Punch, and Coca Cola. I know, so I know. I'm hitting the hard stuff today, boys. Yeah, so Bruski, we have to kind of like we have to almost play like the the it's it's like the Hangover episode. Like we're sitting here, we don't have any. You know, you're doing hoop ball work right now. I'm gonna radio station drinking water out of a styrofoam cup and killing myself on the planet so what are we going to do bruce you know let's um we'll just make the best of it uh we can pretend like we're drinking okay (laughs) bottoms up guys as you said uh we did a podcast once of of major consequence a long time ago i'm not even going to come close to describing the who's and the what's and the where's but one of my podcast partners got hammered yes <laughs> and started disclosing all sorts of stuff and it was mm-hmm. great um i didn't have the same kind of a moment uh i've i've there's been a couple times where i've probably been maybe like medium to low end to medium tipsy and i i kind of did think hey what did we say on that thing but not because i was yeah, heavily tipsy. I yeah. would never do that. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've only been drunk once or twice on something we've done, and one of them <laughs> I can't even be able to put back on YouTube. The episodes usually hold it pretty good, but it it opens up the free-flowing conversation of fantasy basketball, and that's what we absolutely love. What do you guys got going on over at HoopBall right now? I know you guys have been killing it. Dan's been killing it on everything he's been doing and with us on the Big, big 3. Big-ass DFS contest every week, Yeah, too. what's going down? Yeah, well, so the DFS contest continues to grow, and it, it's really just an entry point for us into DFS. And so if you're into DFS, you want to learn how to write DFS. We're, we're looking at finding DFS writers that sort of fit the hoop ball mold. Oh. Uh, it's been fun. I, I actually, I think I placed in the money last night, so I'm happy about that. Um, you drinking? You haven't weeks. looked at You're like, I don't know. Maybe I did. You know what I did? I copied off of John Schifferly, who is one of our, he's probably the smart, one of the smartest people I've ever met in my life. Um, does stuff with machine learning and AI and numbers. And, you well, know. if you're going to copy off someone, copy off the smart guys. Yeah, so. that guy. It's ex- exactly right. Um, <laughs> other than DFS, though, we are getting ready for the trade deadline, which is absolutely bonkers every single year. Even if yep. it's a, a small trade deadline, we've got a lot going on with that. Technologically, we're ramping up there. So it's just a lot of stuff as we continue to move into uh, just the, the bigger spaces within the industry of fantasy, DFS, gaming, all that good stuff. Yeah, you guys always do a great job. I think um, we, I, I know I spent one of the trade deadlines with you guys for like an hour. I think hour that was so. last year. What, was it yeah. the year before or last you year? You came on. 
It was last year because I didn't get any time with Brewski. Brewski left like right when I was coming on. So, and you had already been on. And I think so, I did the year before a, as well. That wasn't a coincidence. Yeah. You know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. We schedule me right. very, very, uh, Brewski doesn't like rotund people. See, that's <laughs> what I, 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 I like that Brewski isn't drinking right now because he hey, probably won't hey, call me rotund you know, on this episode. <laughs> that, that's, that certainly stuck with you, didn't it? It sure did. Yeah. Well, hey, if like it makes my you feel any does. better, if it makes you feel any better, I, I'm fat. Like I'm not rotund, <laughs> I'm just fat. And but but like all people in January, I've lost 20 pounds in 20 days. Look at that! Wow, yeah. nice, dude. I, I wish I, I could it. say the same. <laughs> so don't worry, but it didn't go far. I found it. So <laughs> you lost it. I found it. We're all set. It it's it's staying in the family. So. Yeah, well, however we got to do. It. Well, be, I think it's very cool. Be on the lookout for that. The live stream you guys do uh, for the trade deadline. Uh, it is very very cool, and I suggest people lock into it. Uh, we've enjoyed being a part of it and just watching it because there's a ton of coverage, and I know people can uh, communicate in the chat rooms and stuff. So if you want to have you know an outlet. Uh, that you maybe don't already have some form of an outlet. That's a great place to do it and watch it. And that's um, I don't kind of going to kind of be a focus of what we're going to do today. I want to talk about some potential trade stuff. And there's might be one intertwining in here, Brewski, because last night, at least as we're recording this, it's about 24 hours fresh for people listening. Uh, we we lost a big dog in uh, fantasy basketball and basketball in general. Victor Oladipo ruptured his knee. He's going to have season-ending surgery. He is out zero shares, as I've mentioned. But what I'm curious mm. about, and I mentioned this on, I think I already said this, but I mentioned it on takeaways as I was just developing ideas, was where do you think the biggest boost fantasy-wise is going to end up coming from from this? Do you think it'll come internally, and I think an obvious option would be a Tyreek Evans, or do you think the Pacers might step up their efforts to maybe make a move since they have been having such a good season, and they're obviously vying for a high spot uh, in the East? So what do you think? Is it going to come internally long-term, or do you think they're going to be movers and shakers for the deadline? No, actually, I think they'll do this internally. They, they've they been one player too many for a while, and Aaron Holiday is actually, if you're looking to find the diamond in the rough that's not um, showing up on the radar right now, this is a guy that's flashed a good stat set, um, you know, been up and down as a rookie would normally be. Um, but Tyreek will be the lead dog. He's going to be the guy that's going to pick up, um, you know, off of the bench. And, uh, you know, Darren Collison obviously will solidify even more value going forward. But they've been one player too much. And uh, finding somebody that takes a lead dog role um, or eases a burden that they pretty much don't have. If they played well without Victor Oladipo this season, they're not going to go anywhere without him. Uh, he's been the odd man out, and he's really killed owners that took him in the end of the first round uh, this year. Not only are you drafting in a, in a typically tough place to draft, but um, he's been really bad. And and I, and I really wonder how much the injury has the previous injuries led to this one sometimes when you have a weak knee um, you can end up hurting other pieces i think that's what people are sniffing around right now just a really bad situation for a pretty good guy and uh you know hopefully he can hit the long road to rehab and, and come out of this thing you know with with a pretty good career going it's ahead my fault so uh, we, we, fault. The, yeah, i we noticed the welsh and i have established this because uh, on the real big three with Dan and Jonas and myself, Brewski, I was saying zero shares, zero shares about this Anthony Davis injury. Yep. And the next day they say that, no, 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 AD's only going to miss like four more days. 
and uh, then Victor Oladipo, Who because I have all, all the shares, shares of him. Yeah, Karma, uh, Karma's a bitch, huh? So, mm. Karma's right. a bitch, yeah. isn't it, Brewski? It is. It is. It is. You don't mess with the basketball gods. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. The basketball gods are unforgiving, and they will they will strike you down with. Great vengeance and furious anger. Um, Look at that! You got a line right. I know it's amazing. It's I'm not I'm not drinking. <laughs> it's the middle of the day and I'm not drinking, Bogman. That maybe that's the formula. Maybe that's we found the problem. That's got to be it's it. It's got to be it. Brewski on Evans. I mean, do you think this is like a, a, a two parter here? Do you think Evans jumps in as like a top seventy five rest of year value, and because we know what he can do, or and or. Do you think there's going to be a major step up from another pacer? Thad Young kind of stepped up in that game. Miles Turner has been okay. Sabonis, I mean, obviously you're not going to take like a shooting guard and just add a bunch more big men, but Sabonis has been kind of muted a little bit. Do you think someone else is going to take the big step up and or is Evans going to be maybe like a top 75 return? Top 75 in an eight-cat league is, I mean, you're asking a lot. Um one key thing is the time off for his knee. His knee has been an issue dating back to Sacramento. So um, taking the time off and, and getting it right could be the, the I don't want to call it the silver bullet to his value because he's been bad this year. Um, and and it, it probably has a lot to do with the knee and a lot to do with the fit. Now that he's got a better fit because they will need his scoring, he's capable of top 75. I, I think a healthy and fully integrated and fully uh, functioning uh, Tyreek Evans can do top 75, maybe even top 60 in an eight-cat league. There's a lot of risk there that he can't do it. I think I'd be much comfortable, much more comfortable calling him top 80, top 90, something in that range. And we're really just kind of quibbling over small amounts in, in that range of the rankings. So uh, either way, he's a must-own, must-add player for eight-cat leagues. When you get into the nine-cat leagues, I think he falls into something sub-top 100. Um, maybe if he has a really explosive um, you know, rest of season – they can kind of cancel out the turnover issue and, and he could probably be top 80, top 90. But uh, yeah, as far as the rest of the crew goes, uh, DeMontis Sabonis is probably the guy, if I'm looking towards one player to be a go-to or to take a big jump forward. I mean, it's obvious to say Darren Collison's value gets solidified, but what Sabonis has done at various points in times throughout the year has been really impressive from a pure, pure basketball perspective. You know, set aside fantasy, he is really for the minutes he's playing, going out there and being that guy that other teams are really, um, you know, looking at and saying that guy's killing us. And um, you know, he has yet to to even take a full step into something of a number one option. Uh, Miles Turner will be there to sort of offset that. Thad has improved, so um, I don't expect a full breakout or anything like that. But I would look at him as the guy that possibly takes the mantle of number one score. I want to know, and we tried to figure this out on the big three, what the hell are the Magic going to do, Brewski? Because they seem to be right in the middle. And what we all think they should do is sell off. We think Vooch should go. uh, Maybe they trade Aaron Gordon. And they kind of rebuild with Bamba and Jonathan Isaac and then through the draft again. But they're, you know, maybe a game and a half, two games away from a playoff spot at any point so far this year. And it seems like they could add Dennis Smith Jr. has been a rumor, of course. Um, What do you think the Magic are going to do? And then what happens to Vooch if he gets traded? How far down does his value dip? Because right now in a nine cat, he's a first rounder. He's 12. So uh, he's been unbelievable this season. What happens to him, and what do you think the Magic are going to do? 
I mean, it's a pretty significant hit if he goes anywhere else because right now the Magic don't have anything of a point guard. Um, it's really hard to watch them. And if you want to pin something on Jonathan, you guys Isaac's love struggles. to make fun of my Texas guy. DJ Augustine is just old. He's he's, old, he's just old, but he's you know what I, I love DJ Augustine. He does the same thing in any location. He's really consistent. It's and he's not even really like he's not slow. He's he's okay. pretty explosive, but he's not able to he's break anybody player. down. He's mediocre. Yeah, he's a backup. It's exactly. I mean, when you're looking to try to tilt a defense, you need somebody who can make guys miss, who can get downhill and get into the paint and and then become a threat to score or pass. And he just doesn't have that. Yeah, he's a classic Longhorns Evan. point guard. He's just mediocre. That's all. <laughs> well, what and, and Evan Fournier, he, I, he should go to a different school is what he should have done. And... Evan Fournier isn't he's he's kind of in that same ballpark. He can just sort of get a little bit done with the the playmaking and they don't have that guy. So they do need to go get a point guard, but instead they've been running through Nikola Vucevic and so wherever he gets traded, I'm probably 80% chance there are other players who fill that role. So he will be an, he'll be efficient in lower minutes. He will still be good in lower minutes if he got to a good team and played just 25 minutes per game. He would still have. I would probably throw him in the top forty, fifty range. So it's not a sell. I was just about now. to say, is he somebody that you? Well, because he's at the very top. I, I mean, I, I kind of pose this question and to listeners that I'd love to hear about James Harden. Like, regardless of where he's at, there's not going to be a time where James Harden is going to have more trade value than at this moment. I kind of think the same thing might apply for Vucevic. If he doesn't get traded, I'm not sure much changes. But I mean. If you think about that high where he's at right now, you don't think maybe this is the opportunity to fish around and see if you can get top value? Because you're right. If he gets traded, there's not a scenario where it's probably going to benefit him. I think that we, we, I forget if we came up with a name for this or not, but it's a two things can be true situation. I think there's a lot of fear and has been since draft day and leading all the way through the season. It's almost like every article that gets written about Vucevic's might be traded and so you might be looking at him and saying, okay, I can, might be able to get this guy for like a top 20, 30 pick. And then you say, well, if I can get that upper echelon top 12 player and I do have a little bit of risk that he, you know, peters out, then I do that because if he doesn't get traded, he has a clear ramp the rest of the way, except for the tanking and the shutdown risk that bad teams always carry. Um, but with him, it's different. That whole team goes to shreds if he's not on it. And I think Matt, the Magic know that. And so they're going to be very picky if they can't get a player that keeps them from being a total blank show on the court. They keep him. And then on the flip side, what you're saying is absolutely true. You, there will be no time, there will be no point in time that Nikola Vucevic has this value ever again. So if he gets traded, would you want him or Nurk for the rest of the season? Nurk. Nurk is oh, so Nurk matured into the role that everybody hoped he would mature into. And a lot of it has come down to CJ McCollum's knee issue from over the offseason. And I think a little bit of, um, you know, regression. He had the 49% shooting year, and everybody just thought that's, that, that's who he was. But it was really the convergence of a lot of different things. Lillard wanted to take a mini step back and, and they wanted to let CJ McCollum spread his wings and go. And he just had an incredible shooting year. Um, so now he's not as effective as he once was. So they have to use Nurk to, uh, to be good. And he's, he's responded and he's probably going to be a top 40 guy the rest of the way. That's unbelievable. I still think 
the the best thing that that team could do would be looking to trade uh, Aaron Gordon. I just think you know make make a change on oh. Aaron Gordon would be the best possible situation. And and Dallas wants him. Yeah, and that's Dennis that's Smith. The Dennis amazing. Smith, Aaron Gordon move. It's make it happen. it's an, I, I'm not a huge Dennis Smith guy, but that would be the smartest thing. And Aaron it just makes Gordon, too much sense. He is he is gumming that team up because he thinks he's a playmaker for the perimeter, and that's just not the case. No. So uh, and they can move Fournier yeah. to the three, and Isaac could go it play the four. It opens up Isaac. Yeah, yeah it, it opens just, up it, everything. It makes for the team. too much sense. Yeah. That's why I won't happen. Well, okay. So to that, then let, let me ask you. We can, and if you want to focus on all these, that's great. But you know, we're talking about Dennis Smith Jr. in potentially maybe a spot there. You have a guy like Aaron Gordon. He's not in rumors, but Dennis Smith is. What rumored trade do you think could hold the best fantasy returns, the biggest fantasy benefits? So you've got Dennis Smith Jr., um, Enos Cantor is out there, Taurean Prince, Jabari Parker. These are some obvious ones. There'll probably be a couple guys that we don't expect, but is there is there one that you sit on and you just go, or a couple that you say, man, the fantasy boost if Dennis Smith were to go to Orlando would be this, or Enos Cantor getting back. Like, Where do you think the biggest fantasy returns are going to come from the trade deadline? You know, the, the, the weirdest thing about this trade deadline is the fact that all 15 teams of the West are good <laughs> and the East is so bad. And so you have a lot of, and not when I say good, the Suns are not I mean, good. You guys Uh-oh. know. Oh, obligatory. No, they suck. They're hey, 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 I'm a Suns fan now, people. You are right? not a, no, I, I no. Love the Suns. Aaron, I have according a to all those blogs, Aaron, you and uh, you, I have publicly said, I've said it to Dan, you guys are the, Hoopball is the anti Suns site. You guys are pro Rashawn <laughs> Holmes. You are firmly anti Suns. It's okay to be that. It's okay. Well, why are Suns bloggers blocking us preemptively? Because they're losers. Because they're the biggest loser. You want to know why? Because um, Arizona, all we, we don't have anything. Arizona doesn't. I mean, I'm not even like an Arizona sports fan, even though I, I like the Suns and Diamondbacks are more where I go with. I think the Cardinals are embarrassing. Everybody sucks, but. The one thing that Phoenix has that is their true own is the Phoenix Suns. That's their thing. So everybody thinks they're super important about the Phoenix Suns, and everyone knows the answer, where this team has been irrelevant for 10 years. And even when they were trying to be irrelevant, they made all the wrong moves. So Suns bloggers, they're losers. But it also we also have to mention and, and acknowledge that you guys are very fir- firmly anti-Suns, but I don't blame you because they suck, and Robert Sarver is uh, just an absolutely atrocious owner, even though they just got their I, stupid deal done to do the, you know, they're not going to move to Vegas. I think I got blocked when I questioned the Derek Jones Jr. drop. Oh, my God. And, Who, which blog is this? Let's call them out. Is this the... Honestly, the, you know... Someone that doesn't come on our podcast anymore, Bogman? Is it that one? The the Sons of the whatever? I don't even remember what it's uh, called. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even, even, I don't even know. Was. All I know is, like, somebody wrote an article that I thought was pretty good, right? Yeah. And so I go to retweet the damn thing, and it's like, you can't do that because oh this person's blocked you. And I, that I don't follow them. I don't think they followed me. I had no idea. You know, how do you block somebody that you've never had an interaction with? Well, because was, they searched Suns and all they saw was Dan and Aaron oh, and Hoopball talking about how the Suns <laughs> suck, and that's okay. That's okay. But, but, but those guys are now, babies. And since the trade, getting Trevor, I think I'm uh, Russell Westbrook, Ariza out of there, and bringing in Kelly Oubre. Love Kelly Oubre. Giving, it's been, I think they, they really, I mean, now their problem is bringing Devin Booker in and trying to figure out how he's going to mesh with all these guys. And, uh, you know, he's, 
going to probably have a rough go at that. But I, I've been, I've been. See, I look at it fan, differently, so. though. How you said that, I just want to point out, I, I don't see it as that. I see it as these guys have to come in and learn how to mesh with Devin Booker because Devin Booker is Phoenix. It's not about him meshing with them. These guys got to come in and work around Devin Booker. He has a leadership issue. I'll just be right to the blunt. To yeah, the I chase. don't. And he's that. a young guy, and you know, he. I think it's tough when you take all the shots and you then have these leadership issues and you're yelling at guys because you're the man, you know, you, you get the big Mike contract and they handed you the keys. Sounds like James, <laughs> it sounds like James Harden or Westbrook. It does, but you know what? The, the, the winning teams, the championship teams, they've, they sort those leadership issues out as they go. So that's, hopefully that's, that's not the, the case. That's no, not the sun. It's not going to be the for a while. Suns, um, I'm a fan and I have been my whole life. And when they win the championship, I'll be on the parade. Oh, you, you are, you are just trolling me now. I just know you're just trolling me. <laughs> to now. answer your question, it, I think it's Otto Porter. Oh, so Otto I Porter, think, where he goes, he takes the biggest fantasy boost. Here's why, because, and, and I, Otto has been a very risky asset this year. I've tracked like hip and, you know, mostly hip injuries for him, but like, He's been sort of quasi benched by Scott Brooks. You know, you had your John Wall issues there. Um, then he comes back and he's playing off the bench and he's you know, firing up all these big games. But just taking all of that out of the, the picture, this is a guy who's been able to be a top 25, 30 fantasy asset on some extremely low usage. He has, you almost have to beg him to shoot at times. And if he gets into a role where he just is moderately used, uh, he has a top 20 easy top 20 uh, upside, maybe even more if he gets to the right place. Now, everybody in Sacramento wants Otto Porter. I don't know that he would get that kind of usage, but I also know that he don't know that he wouldn't. Um, they have a spread the ball offense. Um, one of the main criticisms is that they give the ball or they share the ball too much. The so guys like Buddy Hield and De'Aaron Fox don't get it as enough, get it enough. And so he might actually enjoy more touches there than he gets in Washington. Um, but he's, he's got that upside. And oh. I don't know that I would buy. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just, I was just going to make a dumb joke, but just ultimately Washington's also going to have to speak to the other team before announcing a trade for it to work as well, mm-hmm. because Washington mm-hmm. is lame like that. But no, I agree with you with that. Well, I'd also say that if Otto Porter is traded, which I know, what did they publicly say? They're not trading Beal, but they'll listen on Porter. At this yes. moment, Porter is the best basketball player in conversation of trade over Torin Prince, Enos Cantor, Dennis Smith, Jabari Parker. He'd be the best best basketball player that would go out there. So it makes sense as long as he's put into a situation like you're saying in Sacramento. Eh. Well, let's let's look at Smith real quick, though, because you brought him up originally. This is a guy who I think is capable of shooting 44%, a la, you know, very similarly to Donovan Mitchell. And But he's got to have the ball in his hands. He's, yeah. he's definitely that guy. and he He's would, just not an off-ball guy. He can't, he no. can't exist with Doncic. But in Orlando, he could be absolutely necessary. You plug him in, and he's got a lot to prove, and the team that trades for him has a lot to prove in trading for him, and I think everything, the planets align, and and he could be, I would throw out there in Orlando, he would be a top 60 guy. I love that, yeah, because I was big on Dennis Smith this coming year. That would kind of live up to those expectations. Bogman, are you hurt that you didn't hear Enos Cantor in there at all? I know you're big. uh, I mean, yeah, I, I... is it because I, he ate 27 hamburgers? Yes. Exactly. I, that is that. literally the reason. It, here's the thing. is You know we have the show on NBA Takeaways, uh, Brewski, and, and that show, half of my content comes from Enos Cantor. It has. Whether he's yelling at Hito Turkoglu on Twitter, 
Uh, he won't go to London because he's afraid he's going to be executed. Yep. Uh, he's getting benched. He's eating cheeseburgers. He's fighting he's someone on the players. thunder. Yep. Yeah. There's there's trade rumors. Like he is just fifty percent of my content. So he he has become one of my favorite players he's just like, because I have to talk about. Bogman's it. like ESPN and Cantor's like Tim Tebow. Like it's all the content yes. for Bogman is Enos Cantor. So I think he has a high expectations. You, you, I mean, how great was it that him and Steven Adams were on the same team at one point in time? God, I mean, can you imagine yeah. that now with both their personality, now personalities? Now I want to between them. We'd send him back. Send him back. I've sent Nerlens Noel to New York so we can finally capitalize. Oh, please, Let's do God. it. All right, what yeah. else we got, Bugs? I wanted Cantor in Houston, but they went with Fareed. So, uh, well, what about Gasol and Conley? Uh, they're they're going to get traded, and how much luster do we lose off them because they are? I believe Gasol is 24, Conley's 25. Do they go down uh, in value because they get away from Memphis, or do they kind of stay level because they get out of the grindhouse? Let's go one by one. Gasol, I think that both sides are done with each other. So I, I think he's the guy that you probably see traded versus Conley. you got to find a home for him you where they need a start. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a big, tough thing. Although... The Grizzlies are are tanking, and it, it's a weird thing with that franchise. They're trying probably to avoid the vultures from Seattle. At the, so you don't want to get too bad, because if you get too bad, then the locals just completely turn on you. And then yeah. one day down the road when somebody comes with a big offer, then they'll start complaining about stadium money. Um, but with Gasol, his game travels well. And so, you know, teams are popping up all over the places. It could be fits for Gasol. But, you know, I keep thinking about a place like the Lakers. You know, he, he could land there and, mm. you know, play off ball with LeBron James and still give you top 50 numbers because he's Marc Gasol and, and his game travels well. So I'm actually thinking you could buy into Marc Gasol right now and, and maybe get him at a discount because it's there's just drama and there's been a little bit of time off and you know Age. yeah I, I agree think, with you I, they, right? they, he's not like uh, he's not a sexy option right now regardless of what his output is like I think everyone wants to like knock him down twenty percent regardless of the output and with Conley I think kind of the same is true because uncertainty breeds risk and people then want to try to back away from the table if you got Mike Conley right now you're sitting there thinking well, what does he have to play for. You know, they could shut him down, but this is a guy who's got a big contract. He's been on the sidelines plenty. I don't think he's dying to spend more time off the court. So uh, whether he lands, you know, wherever, they're going to make room for him. They're not going to be like, hey, Mike Conley, you're a 25-minute-per-game backup, or you're a 25-minute-per-game starter, and, you know, this guy's going to cut into your minutes. So I would buy into both of them right now. Let me throw this out to you then. How about the biggest boost in fantasy from these Memphis trades – is Jaron Jackson Jr. getting in that full run? And do you would you rather have Jaron Jackson over Gasol if he moved? Absolutely. He is a beast, and it's only going to get better. Um, I mean, think like two You're not worried about rookie wall or, no. um, uh, you know, foul trouble or any of that stuff with right. more minutes? No, no. I mean, I, maybe there could be a correlation between – uh, blocks and you know minutes and fouls. You know he might pull back a little bit on that, but he's been playing limited minutes all year. I think in his particular case, he has more that they can give him, and and I don't think the rookie wall is going to matter there. And I think in two to three years, he's going to be a top ten fantasy play. 
So um, we might get a preview of that. And that's exciting. And I also think that Jamichael Green, who just popped up in a Sacramento Kings trade rumor, which is weird as all hell. Why would Um, they want Jamichael Green? Because they always want the wrong players and they never want the right players. And like, I got to stand there and tell everybody these are the wrong players. These are the right players. And everybody tells me I'm stupid. What is that? Is that like Bielitsa for Green or something? I don't know, to be honest. I mean, and they were, they, I mean, they need Rashawn Holmes, but that's another story for another podcast. Get your um, hands off him. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're all invited to Thanksgiving dinner over there. For real? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean, the, the, the entire Holmes family likes pretty much all my tweets. Well, I know where Rashawn Holmes shops. I have, uh, I, w- I was standing next to Rashawn Holmes. Doesn't sound creepy at all. No, I'm just, I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? Right, we're done here. About his foot. Can you ask, hey, when you see Rashawn, can you ask him about his foot? Yeah, that's what I'll. I'll totally do that in Whole Foods. I'll be like, let's talk about your foot. But he shops at Whole yeah. Foods right where I am, and I've seen him multiple times there. So I'm going to ask him next time. I'll say, are we invited to Thanksgiving dinner? When I'll see what he says and how he looks at me. Let him know the head counts up to about twenty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's have it in but, Phoenix, but, though, um, not Sacramento. I count as two, according Here's to Here's a deep league guy, Ivan Rab. I think when you look at their roster, you know, so Gasol leaves, Triple J gets all, say, 30 minutes per game, and Jamichael Green has been at injury risk. He gets his 25, 30 per game. Ivan Rab could be sitting there for you know, looking at 20 minutes per game, you know, getting you close to double double numbers, really efficient um, because he's a big man that doesn't do much. And then if something happens to a Jamichael Green, or any of them, you know, Ivan Rab could be looking at 25, 28 minutes as we go down the stretch here. That's pretty nice. All right, Bog, you have this last one here, so you uh, you rock this. I just want to MFK. It doesn't have to be super in-depth here, Brewski, but between D'Angelo Russell, Buddy Heald, and Derek White. little Mary. For the rest of the season. Mary, love, kill. So, uh, Mary, well... Ooh. Mary and love, love and marriage, mm-hmm. and love and marriage, together like a horse and carriage. This I tell you, brother, you can't have D'Angelo Russell without Buddy Heald and Derek White. So you got to pick one, and then you just bust in the show tunes. Great, yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. So no, Buddy Heald is a like. I, we're watching him in Sacramento here, and he's showing us something new every game where you go, he didn't have that 10 games ago. And he is... He's turning into Steph Curry, see? No, he's actually everyone, turning, he's turning everyone into... Everyone makes fun of him. Well, it's, if Vivek had said Clay Thompson, he would have nailed it because Buddy can shoot like Clay, like point blank. He's going to be in the three-point shooting contest, according to a local source named Carmichael Dave. He, um, he might be the best shooter in the league. It's, it, and defensively, he's now doing things that are putting him into an elite category. Um, it's pretty amazing to watch. He's indefatigable. He literally runs around the court like a maniac all game and doesn't get tired. Um, I, th- I thought he got his knee nicked up, but um, he played through it. So, so maybe a little sub note there. But he, um, I, I think I would take him. And with Russell, he has shot 49% since the... Um, Spencer Dinwiddie contract. My guess is he got a message loud and clear, and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to stop taking stupid shots, and I'm going to start passing the ball more." 
and we're starting to see an idealized version of D'Angelo Russell. And I've been as big critic as, critic as anybody, but that's coming down. He's not shooting 49% all year. He's gonna he's gonna probably level out at about 44. So he's gonna have a good 40%, 38% run here for the next month. And people are going to back away from the D'Angelo Russell is, you know, an all-star talk. And it's, you know, it's going to be unfortunate because he had a great little run. Anyway, Mary and Love, um, mm-hmm. Buddy Healed. We're going to kill D'Angelo Russell because, oh. because, of the, because of the swoon that's coming. And then Derek White, what is the other? Well, well I mean, yeah. he's, just, he's just there. But he's going to do good. He's going to have a nice little top 75 run here to finish the year. Derek White, you just you hit him up and you go, sup, you up? You up? You, yeah, you up. And then you alone, <laughs> your parents out of town, you do that. That's what that's what happens there. All right. Uh, what, uh, as like a last little thing, any guys that you guys besides Rashawn Holmes that is a big hoop ball conversation right now? It's kind. This is kind of like one of those, you know, sleeper, who you guys talking about? Who's the big exciting player or players that you guys are uh, suggesting to all of your hoop ball uh, subscribers and people to uh, take a look at. Any other guys? We could have to subscribe to figure it out. Oh, you! So, oh, that was a good. No, sell. I, I, I don't know. No, I, no, I know. Well, I mean, off the top of my head, let me just quickly because, like, I think, um, I mean, Thomas Bryant's pretty much well known now. I think, uh, you know, actually, Mikhail Bridges. Man, people keep asking, should they drop this guy? And I'm like, what are you guys thinking? He's top 80 to 110 while he's, you know, the subject of drop questions. So he, Luke Cornett, Mitchell Robinson, um, you know, these are the guys I think that you're hearing a lot about on the site. Derek White would definitely be one of them. Um, I think that's it. That's perfect. No, that's perfect. You, you gave us more than we even uh, needed there. You gave away all the, uh, you gave it all away there in the Mary F. Kill there. You gave all the guys away, but you're going to get great, great stuff. More going as the days, the weeks, and the months go by when you want to keep up on it. We are ramping into playoff. I mean, next thing you know, playoff time is going to be around the corner in fantasy, so you're going to want to keep up on it. Hootball does a fantastic job, and Aaron is at the forefront of all of it. Follow him on Twitter, at Aaron Bruski. You guys got all the great stuff. Get in those DFS contests. I think those are very, very cool. And Bruski, you're such a Suns fan. You should come out here and come enjoy a game with us. That's what you should do. I will. Okay. Now that you said that, I will. But I expect to be honored as the number one Suns fan of all time. I think that I think ah. we can have that happen. We can absolutely have that happen. <laughs> I'm going to set up a meeting with Sarver, and I'm going to introduce you as the number one Suns fan. Never critical. We'll go check out some Suns blogs. We'll go say maybe. Ooh, I got it. I'm going to get a crown from you know definitely not Burger King. No, definitely somewhere else. Let's and we'll, let's we'll go. Let's go find the the bloggers. We'll do like an episode. It's like um Jay and Silent Bob when they like ooh these people on the internet and they spend all their money going and kicking the ass of the people that wrote the things on poopshoot.com. We'll do that with this. It's almost the same website for the Suns bloggers. We'll go find those guys and we'll confront them and we'll get you guys unblocked. Poopshoot.com, huh? Yeah, poopshoot.com. The Suns blog. Oh, I love it. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how we get it. It's, it's all nutty. Go follow him on Twitter at Aaron Bruski, hoop-ball.com. Check it out, Aaron. We appreciate your time, man. Appreciate you guys. There you go, Aaron Bruski, hoopball. We done. We over, Bogman. We got it. How's your ring doing? How's that ring? Uh, it's still good. So don't worry. You'll see it soon. Oh, man. Uh, you don't have to keep asking me about it. You'll see it in the flesh very soon. I want to slap that thing off your hand. <laughs> I just want to slap that thing. But you know what? It won't break. <laughs> That's what we found out. It's not going to no. break. Have you shown it to uh, to Sealy? Uh, yeah. Yep. What, was he jealous? 
He's like, ooh, that's pretty nice. He's like, I'd give up all of my number one rank in the world and job at the athletic and uh, revered <laughs> importance and FTA, FSTA stuff to get a ring. Were you there? No. Man, it's like you were there. <laughs> People got to know like baseball or football to appreciate that. But um, lots of stuff going on. Obviously, next week we'll have the normal stuff. We'll, have the, we'll do a ball bag episode. We got the big three going down. But also in the um, ITL universe, if you're into the extracurricular stuff, we got a new secret show coming up. It'll drop on the first, and that'll be reviewing our trip to Roy- to the Royal Rumble, which we're going on yeah. Sunday. Uh, the Fantasy Footballers, if you're what familiar with that. What is this burger you sent me, by the way? Okay, so Twitter. this uh, Mike Wright from the Fantasy Footballers, me, Bogman, and Jake Seeley are all going. And the Diamondbacks, they put out a tweet. This is the baseball team. Diamondbacks put out a tweet of a burger they have made specifically for the Royal Rumble. And I think they called it like, what they, here, let me find it. It is the called Rumble Burger the something? Royal Rumble Burger. Here's what it is. 18-ounce pork bratwurst patty on a toasted onion roll. Then we added cheddar cheese, smoked Uh bacon, crispy coleslaw, fried fried onions, and barbecue aioli. Is that right? Aioli. Then, by the way, they decided to top it off with fried mac and cheese wedges. Oh, my God. Yeah. 13 bucks. Forget Rose McGowan. 13 bucks. So I I tweeted. That's I said, not bad. It's not bad. I said, I said Mike Wright, Jake Seeley, Bogman, who's covering this bad boy? Who's doing it? So um, we're going to have to figure out what it is. We're going to be doing some podcasts in person with Seeley. We're going to be doing some content out at the Royal Rumble. It's going to be a part of our secret show, which is on the ITL Army. That's our little universe. There'll be some other stuff across sports. If you're only a basketball guy, totally get it. Um, but if you like the ITL universe or multiple sports, there's a lot of other cool stuff that's going on out there as well. And we're always over on the radio. I'll probably hit some basketball this weekend as well. So check us out on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. They had a big announcement, too. We'll talk about that on the show, uh, upgrading some of the stuff that they're doing. So NBA Takeaways, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, Patreon.com slash ITL Army. It's a whole lot of stuff. That's why we occasionally need to drink. I do. You drink <laughs> yeah. your Coca- Coca-Cola Classic? Coca-Cola classic caffeine free. Oh, I need I need serious caffeine right now. Like I need it like in the <laughs> worst way. I'm like Tyson though. Like if you watch Joe Rogan, like I don't do coffee. I don't do coffee ever. So it's got to be all the stuff that really pumps your heart up until you have a I got to listen to that because I still haven't got that one yet. It's so. really good. You know, hey, Joe, what's up? I don't have it some coffee. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's the episode. Uh, at Is it the Welsh at Bogman Sports. That's where you guys can follow us. Thank you. As always, we'll be back with you next week. The Real Big Three. Talking to myself and your questions. We out, fam. Saw you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.